This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here. Carter is joining me as well. And thank you for being here tonight for this Virginia Tech preview episode. We're excited to talk about the final regular season game of the 2020 terrible, insane COVID season. Oh, I was about to say, what a season it's been. It's been amazing. (laughs) Uh, It honestly hasn't been too bad. I mean, honestly, some of the drama has been fun. You know, the Florida State crap that was going on and... And uh, I mean, besides the Notre Dame and miss, you know, losing that game because our quarterback was out for the game, you know, besides that, it hasn't been all that bad of a season, I guess. I guess not if you put it that way, but I'll trade this for a normal college football season anytime. That's for sure. What if it means that Ohio State doesn't make the college football playoff, though? Never mind. I'll keep it. Totally worth it, right? That's right. <laughs> well, speaking you know me too of that, well. Yes. Speaking of that, uh, Will Vandervoort, the senior writer and, and editor at the Clemson Insider, joined me on Wednesday. And so uh, I want to encourage all of our listeners to go back and listen to that. He talks about, you know, why Ohio State probably shouldn't make the college football playoff. He also talks about why Florida State are a bunch of scaredy cats. Good old uh, Vandy. I like this guy. Yeah, he came out hot. He was on fire, actually. So be sure to go check that out. We talked very little about the Virginia Tech game, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Uh, Probably because, I don't know, it's probably not going to be much of a game. So we talked about some other more interesting things. But uh, you listen listen to it, right? You listen to all the stuff I put out. Of course, as soon as it pops up, I get a notification. I am all over that. You were the first one, I know. Thank you for being my biggest supporter. One and only. Yeah, one and only. Thank you. Uh, Well, thanks for being here today as well for what's going to be a fun episode, I think, for sure. Even though we're apart. Again, this is only our second episode we've had to do remotely, and it just feels strange. I will get used to it, though, here eventually. I was just saying, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Hopefully you sound better in this episode. That's what we're... I feel so cool holding... No one can see this, obviously, because it's a podcast, but I'm holding a microphone now in my hand. I I just feel so cool for some reason. You look very (laughs) official right now, except that you're in a t-shirt and (laughs) the angle that I am seeing you at right now isn't very flattering for you, but... See up my nose? Yeah, I guess, like you said, this is an audio format, so none of this makes any sense to the audience. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's what we have going for you today. We're first going to take a deep, deep dive into the Virginia Tech game and discuss the keys to the game and what (laughs) what we're going to be watching for and what you should be watching for. And then after that, we're going to be treated to a special present as we listen to our producer Trevor's hard work that he has done this week in creating this week's Worthless Sound Collection. Can't wait for that. And then finally, we will wrap up this episode by answering some fun questions in a little game we call Clemson and Clemps Out. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around for that. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into the keys to this game. All right, so this Saturday at 7.30 on ABC, Clemson will take on Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. As far as we know, I mean, 
so far this season, we've already had a canceled game on a Saturday. So uh, let's just cross our fingers, pray on Friday night that it actually happens. But here's the lowdown of Virginia Tech. Usually this is a competitive game, but let me give you a little insight to this Virginia Tech team. They're not very good at football right now. (laughs) They're also coming off a bye week. But before that bye week, they were dominated by Pittsburgh. You know, the team that Clemson just crushed last week. Uh, Pittsburgh beat them 47 to 14. Kenny Pickett threw for over 400 yards and the Hokies didn't score in the second half, uh, which is not a good recipe to win a football game. Sounds like a bye week. <laughs> yes, they've taken two straight bye <laughs> two, weeks. Yeah, two in a row. <laughs> I bet Justin, they wish they did. <laughs> yes. Justin Fuente is on the hot seat, which is kind of crazy to tell you the truth, because just a couple of years ago, he was one of the leading candidates to take the Florida job. And he's, you know, they've fallen a long way since then. Uh, and his team has really just taken a nosedive in the last three games. So, also, correct me if I'm wrong. They were ranked at the beginning of the season, too, weren't they? Uh, that's a good question. I'd have to look it up. I I'm think pretty sure they, they were. were. They started the season pretty well, so they started four and two, and now they've lost three straight games. So, um, anyways, and, and a couple of the, uh, you know, three of their losses so far have actually been competitive. I guess they have five losses, so four of their losses have been competitive. I'm trying to pull them up right as we speak, but um, I know they lost to Liberty, and I'm pretty sure they lost to Miami by only one point. Yeah, so they lost to Liberty and they lost to Miami in pretty in close the Liberty games. game. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure they lost on a last second field goal. Yes. Time expiring. That they should have won if they hadn't called a crazy timeout. All, all to say, we're getting really in the weeds. Who cares about Virginia Tech's schedule? Other than to say that they've taken a real nosedive and everyone is kind of freaking out about that team right now in Blacksburg. I was reading some of the articles from the local media and you know, half the articles are about how, why in the world is this team struggling right now? And the other half of the articles are talking about why their coach won't be back next season and how, you know, how can they buy him out and things like that. So, I mean, all to say, there are two ways that you can look at that. Either number one, they're going to come out and be super motivated (laughs) and really want to get that win to save their coach's job uh, because they need that motivation switch, or they're going to come out and lay down and let Clemson and let Clemson steamroll them. So, you know, we'll see what happens here. But right now the line is 22 and a half points. And I, I, would, I would say that there's really no reason that Clemson shouldn't cover the spread unless you have something else that, you know, is there something secret about Virginia Tech that I'm missing here? Uh, no, especially with COVID. I know typically playing at Virginia Tech is a pretty tough environment. They got a pretty strong crowd base, but obviously that doesn't matter with COVID. So I would say there's really nothing to be scared of at Virginia Tech right now. Of course, you had a crazy stat about the series in general i do it's it's really weird you're the one who normally has these really weird stats i'm seeding it to you today yeah so of the last 10 matchups between clemson virginia tech so clemson has won the last five and virginia tech virginia tech actually won the previous five before that that makes sense i did not Uh, realize that so it's obviously the series there's based on momentum. So we, they went in fives. So <laughs> technically, I guess Virginia Tech is due for a win this week. Technically, yes. <laughs> but throughout those five games, 
Uh, so Clemson has outscored. We love these stats. With uh, Clemson has outscored Virginia Tech 172 to 84 in the last five matchups. Suck which it. Which is closer than the previous stats that we've given with opponents. It's closer than the <laughs> Florida State series. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the five Virginia Tech wins, Virginia Tech has actually outscored Clemson 174 to 61. So Virginia Tech actually has a lead in these five games with scoring more points and giving up fewer so we something tells me do yes something tells me though that it's gonna you know clemson's gonna close the gap a little bit on that point spread i sure hope so with my prediction i am planning on that <laughs> Ooh, okay well stick around till the end of the episode to, to learn about carter's prediction all right so let's talk about some of the keys to why we think clemson uh is going to win this game and some of the things, not, I'm not so much, again, worried that they're not going to win this game. So probably keys is the wrong phrase to use. Instead, some of the things that we're going to be looking for in this game that we want to see. And the first one for me is that finally, it seems like almost the entire defense is healthy at this point. Landon Zanders will be out. Uh, but other than other than uh, our starting safety and Zanders, then... I think most of the defense, it appears, is going to be with us and healthy on Saturday, which obviously is a great sign, especially after last week, which we talked about how that defense came out and dominated the game. And it felt like it was the first time in a very long time, even though they were still missing players, that they felt whole. And that was mostly on the defensive line. And it's really good that we're getting it back this game because we're going up against uh, the best, one of the best running backs in the country, a, re- a very athletic quarterback as well, and an offensive line in Virginia Tech that actually grades out as the fourth best according to pro football focus. So all signs would point to the fact that Virginia Tech is going to run, run, run your boat gently down the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's good that we have this def- defensive line back, but I've been talking about it for the past few weeks. It's really time now for Clemson to build that chemistry. And listen, it's the last regular season of the game, of the season. I, I literally cannot believe it. This season has gone by so slow, but so fast. And we're already here. Like, this is your team at this point. These are your guys heading into the ACC championship, heading into the college football playoff who are either going to win you the, the championship or they're not. Like, they're this is your team at this point. We don't want to worry about, I'm sorry, to Frank Latson, Joseph Ngata, all these guys who are injured. We It's it's time that the guys that we have step up, that they build some chemistry, that they show up, and uh, that they dominate the games like they need to. And so I think this is going to be a good and important test, um, especially against the run. And... As we've seen throughout this season, Clemson hasn't always been good against athletic quarterbacks. Of course, we played Steve Young earlier this season, <laughs> uh, so you can't blame him for that. Of course, that's... <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Brandon Armstrong of Virginia, uh, but as Dabo liked to call him, Steve Young. And then, shoot, who did they compare Lamar Jackson to? Or uh, they compared somebody to Lamar Jackson. I forget who we it was. compared the Miami quarterback. Yes, yeah, I think you're right to Lamar Jackson. So uh, they did okay. I can't I mean, they, remember his name. <laughs> uh, Derek King. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, they, you know, against those guys, they gave up some running plays. And then an Ian Buck, who of course is faster than you want him to be, as they described him, <laughs> and uh, he had some success as well scrambling. So, um, 
you know, the quarterback for Virginia Tech, Hendon Hooker, isn't really a passing threat, honestly. Virginia Tech actually has a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but everything, you know, everything that I was reading was complaining about the offensive coordinator and how he doesn't know. He's totally uh, unqualified to run the offense. He doesn't know how to use their talent, things like that. So it doesn't appear that their passing game is in any, you know, such condition to be afraid of. And so this is really just going to be, can the Clemson defensive line stand up to this really good offensive line from Virginia Tech? Yeah, and I, I think, I'm thinking, that I'm hoping actually that coming off this game against Pittsburgh and with everyone healthy, it's it was encouraging to see that. I'm thinking that they're going to have some momentum going into this game. It'll be good for them to, uh, it was a little bit easier against Pitt to get some of that momentum back and that chemistry, like you said, going into this game against Virginia Tech. But honestly, throughout that game, it was just really encouraging to watch that. And so I'm really excited about this game against Virginia Tech. I think they're going to come out even stronger now after a full week of practice. If, as far as I know, they had a full week of practice without COVID restrictions. Uh, as far either as way, I though, know, yes. Yes. But the chemistry, I think, even just one week, I think, will be a big deal for them. And going into this game, I think it'll help out a lot. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, this is definitely the game where you want to start building momentum heading into the postseason. Well, we have to. I mean, this is it, like you said. This is it. Next up is Notre Dame. So, uh, and I guess it's it's important to point out that if Clemson wins this game, they're in the ACC championship, and they actually haven't clinched yet. Uh, if they lose, then Miami, and if Miami wins, then Miami will be in the. Well, if Clemson ACC loses, who cares about the rest of the season? I'll be the yes. first one to say that. <laughs> we will forever postpone this podcast. How about that? Yes, <laughs> I will bet our podcast that they win this game. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next key that we have? All right, uh, the second key we're looking for in this game, we didn't even talk really before the podcast, but we both came up with the same thing. Basically, we want to see Trevor Lawrence come out here and just obliterate this Virginia Tech defense. We want him to put up a Heisman-type game. We want 600 yards passing, (laughs) 10 touchdowns. Okay, maybe not that much, but... Why stop there? Why only 600 yards? No, but no joke. Like We want to see Trevor Lawrence come out and just obliterate this Virginia Tech defense. Put up the stats, show what he's got. No more taking it easy. We just want all out. This is where we show everything, especially with Trevor Lawrence. We want to see as many touchdowns as possible. Running up that score, who cares about Virginia Tech? We're up by 60 with a minute left. We are not kneeling the ball. You better hope Trevor Lawrence is going to be in that game throwing (laughs) touchdowns still. That's what we want to see. I could not agree more. And this week has been kind of funny because, um, you know, Dabo Sweeney came out and said that any, you know, logical people would realize that Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football and he's deserving of winning the Heisman. And of course, Clemson Twitter and social media has also branded the hashtag Trevor for Heisman. I mean, how catchy is that? Come on. How could he not win the Heisman with that catchy little hashtag? But there's, you know, they're trying to drum up some some momentum because they realize that it's sort of, sort of, it seems that the Heisman is out of reach for Trevor Lawrence at this point. Which um, I talked to Will Vandervoort as I talked about before at the top of this podcast, and he seems to think that it's also out of reach unless Trevor Lawrence throws, you know, like six touchdowns against Notre Dame in the ACC championship, game. <laughs> which is possible. It's it's totally possible. I mean, who knows? It could happen. So. Here's what I would say, though, is that these narratives change on a dime. 
I mean, how many weeks did it take for Trevor Lawrence to fall out of Heisman contention? Just a couple of weeks, right? Really, just one week. He was out against Notre Dame. He was the favorite before that game, and then Kyle Trask overtakes him. Uh, And so all I would say is that if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he throws five touchdowns and 400 yards this week, and he is far and away the best quarterback on the field, he's going to become the favorite again to win the Heisman. And especially if, in a, excuse me, in a couple of weeks, they come out in the ACC championship game and he puts up a great performance and dominates you know, the Notre Dame defense and they win. Listen, he's right back in the Heisman running again, no matter what, no matter what Mac Jones and, and Kyle Trask do. So here's what I'm saying is that let's put our money behind, uh, let's not my money, Dabo Sweeney's money and, you know, <laughs> into his mouth, what he's saying. And let's back up what he's saying here. Okay. If you want Trevor Lawrence to win the Heisman, give him the time and the stats to win the Heisman because he's, mi- he's missed several games, but listen, this is the perfect opportunity for him to pad his stat line. I, I agree with all that. I just don't think Dabo Sweeney really cares about that because if he did, he wouldn't have taken out Trevor Lawrence so early in so many of these games. Yeah, I know he says he doesn't care, and I don't care what Davos Sweeney doesn't care about. I, don't know. I, I want him to care about this. Yeah, I, I know. I So do I. I mean, I love seeing as many points as possible. But I, I think this is really one of those things that Davos really doesn't care about. Like, so he's not, like, let's face it. If, if Notre Dame, excuse me, Notre Dame, if Clemson is beating Virginia Tech by 30 at halftime, guess who's coming out of the game? He's going to keep him healthy. Like, let's be honest. So should the defense let Virginia Tech score a couple of touchdowns? <laughs> <laughs> I am not saying that, but I wouldn't mind it. Okay. I, I mean, has there, has there been anything shown that Dabo Sweeney will leave Trevor Lawrence in if they're smoking? No, no. I'm, I'm not saying there's any evidence of it, but this is also the first time this season, I think, that Dabo has come out and publicly said and vouched for Trevor Lawrence that he should win the Heisman as well. I think he realizes that the stakes are different now and that time is running out if if it hasn't already run out to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I personally think the time has run out. I don't think he's missed too many games, not because of his performance or anything, he's lost it, but just because he's missed too many opportunities to put up the stats for it. That's what I yeah. think personally. But yeah. Which is why it was frustrating. That's honestly the biggest reason I'm so angry at Florida State at this point just because it just took another it took away another easy game that Trevor Lawrence could have added to his stats and impressed the voters but anyways that's that's besides the point this this also plays into the narrative that we've been discussing uh, for a couple of weeks now of that it maybe it's time to abandon the run game and I'm still sort of behind that I want to give it to Trevor Lawrence. I want him to have the ball in his hands every play, and especially with the breakout of Cornell Powell and EJ Williams and uh, Amari Rogers and how well they've been playing. Let's just throw the ball more. And we've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, of course, but uh, here's what Tony Elliott had to say about the Virginia Tech defense this week. You know, Virginia Tech looks a little bit, you know, all over the place, kind of searching. Uh, and I think that's a, the combination of a couple of things, uh, you know, with, with personnel uh, looks like they, they they've been they've been hit with the bug uh, injury bug. Don't know if it's true injuries or if it's COVID related, but they played a lot of guys in the secondary at a lot of different positions. They played a lot of guys up front. 
Um, so not quite the continuity that you that you normally see. I don't know if this is a mistake by Tony uh, giving Virginia Tech some bulletin board propaganda there. Uh, he sort of, I don't think, meant to make fun of them, but he does. He, he was just being honest and authentic there by saying that, well, listen, Virginia Tech's just a mess right now. They can't stop anybody. Like we said, they gave up 400 passing yards. Uh, but honestly, they haven't been that good against the run either. Tell you what, Tony Elliott, I didn't even have to get him on the show for him to be honest with us. That's <laughs> I like this guy. What, did you ask him that question? Wow, was that, was <laughs> no, that a little no. bonus Carter's no. Coach's Corner question? I, I'd, I'd have him on, but there'd be no point to ask it because he was just straight up honest with the media already. So it's true. That's why he hasn't come on. That and Davos love shade shack. like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had to talk about Davos Love Shack. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, th- this is really a chance for the offense, though, to step up against a bad defense. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you think that they should be throwing the ball all the time? Or, I mean, like, I don't know. Let's The Virginia Tech defense is ranked 93rd in rushing yards allowed per game. Does that change yeah. your mind? I don't think it changes my mind completely. Like, obviously, we want to throw the ball a lot. My only concern with that is, and it's been, it's been kind of going in this direction with ETN, that he's just not really becoming a lot of, like, a, a big part of the offense anymore. He's just kind of fading away. He's had multiple fumbles. I mean, he's fumbled, what, four of the last five games. He's getting 50 yards rushing maybe and like a touchdown, which is just like at the two-yard line basically. And that's all he's doing. I'm just concerned that we're focusing so much on the passing game that we're losing a huge weapon of our offense. Now, of course, we still focus on the passing game the most, but let's hit up some screen passes with ETN, hit him on some wheel routes, because he is, I would say, or probably, he can still easily be our best option on offense if we just get him in the right positions, other than just running up the middle, which we can't do. <laughs> but don't forget about ETN. We need him. Otherwise, we're going to be in some trouble. Yes, absolutely. And I, I mean, he's always going to be involved in the passing game at this point. He's the our third leading receiver at this point. And for the longest time, he was the second leading receiver. So, um you know, he had a better game, I think, against Pitt, obviously, than the Notre Dame game. So he couldn't get much worse than that, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, he he only had three receptions for 20 yards. It was actually um, tied with his lowest output on the season when against Syracuse, he also had three receptions for 20 yards. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll continue to put an emphasis, emphasis on that. And I'm not saying that we stop running the ball whatsoever because – Against Virginia Tech would be a great time to do it. Like I said, they're ranked 93rd in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, they've, they're giving up almost five yards per rush, and their defense is graded as uh, the the sixth worst in the country against the run. So they're not good. This would be a chance if we're, if our offensive line is ever going to take that step forward, and we put up a couple of hundred rushing yards, it better as heck be this game because. The competition is only going to get better from here on out. Yeah, I mean, this is... I guess we keep giving this offensive line opportunities to prove themselves, but like this is the absolute last opportunity. No, I, I mean... If I you mean, can't run against Virginia Tech, then we're going to throw the ball on every single play. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying, is that at this point, it's too late. Like, you are who you are, all right? Mm-hmm. So, and... No, the only... You know, the only other thing is that Virginia Tech has a bunch of stat, uh, sacks this year. What are they like? They, they do the fourth most sacks in the country. Yeah, they're fourth so, in the country. They got they have thirty two sacks on the season. Yeah, that's that's a few sacks, and unfortunately, the offensive line gave up 
several sacks in the last game as well. And so we'll see. Either way, it's a pick your poison with them. Um, this I think this will actually be a really good test for the offensive line. We'll see what happens. So, all right. So those are kind of the big things that we're going to be watching for in this game. Uh, I don't, like I said, think that it's going to be close. But uh, if Clemson doesn't lock down on these things, especially against the running game of Virginia Tech, and if they don't just give Trevor Lawrence the ball, I might be screaming a little bit at the TV <laughs> heading into the ACC championship game. So, all right, let's go ahead and move over. Let's talk to Trevor. It's been a while. It's been over a week now since we've talked to Trevor. I'm sure he's bored and ready to talk. No, he never comes to the mic, so uh, I'll talk for him. But let's he's go had ahead. plenty of time to do his job. Yes. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and do it right now, Trevor. Uh, you've done such a good job, actually, with the Worthless Sound Collection that this is exciting. We actually have a new sponsor to promote. What do you know? Oh, boy. Nice job, Trevor. I'll, I will give you the credit for that, but don't get any ideas either because we're actually not going to pay you anymore because of this. So, uh, sorry about that. But anyway, we all know that the holidays are coming up, which means that it's a great time to get all of the Clemson fans in your life some more Tiger gear. Hint, hint, Carter. Don't <laughs> let this pass you by without taking note of that. And there's really no other better place to do this than at the huge selection of Fanatics. I love Fanatics, actually. Literally, the shirt that I'm wearing right now is from Fanatics. So how's that for branding? And I know you can't see it, so... <laughs> there we go again, saying, like, do you see this? Oh, of course not. Yes. on a podcast. I guess we should probably make this a video podcast as well. But listen, there's actually a funny story behind uh, this shirt and the previous Clemson shirt that I had. So uh, I had to get, you know, I went ahead and got a new Clemson shirt, actually right before the Notre Dame game. And I was wearing it for the game. And uh, unfortunately, we all remember what happened in that game. So I have dumped that shirt based solely on the evidence that it is an unlucky shirt, okay? <laughs> what else could you ask me to do? And listen, I've gotten a brand new shirt, and guess where I got it from? Thanks for the heads up. Well, long thanks for the pause. help there, Kirby. No, yeah. we're waiting for the long pause. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Guess where I got it from? <laughs> Fanatics. Oh, wow, there it is. Yes. And guess what? The Tigers haven't lost since either. So... <laughs> You you know, you could believe whatever you want to believe, but I'm going to say that all the gear that I've gotten from Fanatics is pretty lucky so far. So uh, let's let's just pretend like it all is. And we've made it super easy for you. You're listening to this podcast probably on an app or on our website. And here's what you can do. You can open up right now, go to our show notes on your phone, on your computer, click the link, and it'll take you directly to the Fanatics store. And that link will actually take you to all the Clemson gear. So I've made it even easier for you. And there you'll notice that they're having a pretty sweet sale right now of up to 65% off all Clemson gear. So go ahead and do that for us. And while you shop, let's go ahead and listen to what Trevor has put together for us. Oh, he's getting my attention. Oh, okay. He wants, <laughs> he's been begging me to say this this week. He's really proud that we got that new sponsorship, but he's more proud, it seems, that uh, he wants to officially call what we have just been simply calling the Worthless Sound Collection for this whole season, he wants to start calling it the Mike Norvell Worthless Sound Collection in honor of uh, the full of crap FSU coach. His words, <laughs> not mine. So, <laughs> Trevor, why don't you go ahead, go ahead and hit the Mike Norvell Worthless Sound Collection. 
you know, just have a, a one game mentality. Uh, and you say that a lot, but in the coaching profession, sometimes it's a little bit of a cliche. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife now. He's gone from, a, you know, I mean, a, a one pitch guy. And now he's Greg Maddox. I didn't see any any antsiness or anxiousness out of him. What I did see at the hotel is I saw a group of guys you know, that were anxious to play in a good way, eager to play. My coaches, they believed in me. They put me in good positions all night. My teammates, they believed in me. And really that's yeah. it. there's just not many many places like it. I, I, I wouldn't think. Obviously, I haven't been a lot of other places. We're going to Blacksburg, playing in Blacksburg. It's not easy to go into Blacksburg and win. <laughs> he, he was close. We were going to, we were going to, Kind of check his all in pregame. Um, who else we got? Who's my fourth guy there? I think we had four of them. I'm Fred. And uh, who's our other guy? Sorry, Anthony, Fred, Malcolm. Mario. 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 <laughs> Player of the week, whatever. Uh, oh, I don't know enough about that. Offense played their part, doing uh, what they were supposed to do, scoring points. I, I work hard, man, Monday through Friday to, 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 to get to Saturday, so. I like to say he's in the love shack. Kind of smelled the roses along the way. It's got to continue to improve our, our fundamentals. You know, to continue to bring out that greatness that's uh, that's inside of him. That guy just, he's all the time. It's a little easier when you get in the in the game and you got a 40-point lead. You know, you just got to make the catch required. Uh, he just continues to put in the work. There's nothing wrong with a single. You know, singles, you know, those lead to points. A lot of guys that are hungry, it's a great, you know, adjective to use to describe this group of guys. Just trying to not trip. I was not afraid to put his face, you know, on somebody. He was fresh legs and, and, and just had to have a tiger up there. A little bit of, of a humble pie, so to speak, to say, hey, let's let's not put the car before the horse and let's always focus on the right way to prep, prepare. I just had to go make a play, step up, make a plays, and for the guys who were down. Made the layups. You know, he, he never tries to be something, you know, that he isn't. Yeah, we've been playing football here for obviously 125 years, so it's hard to do things that have never been done. I wish Herbert was still at Kansas. He's, a, he's an excellent player. Um, plays uh -huh. And I hope it's time to Thanksgiving, everybody. I know it's a little bit late. <laughs> oh my goodness man this just never gets old it just doesn't we it's really more. i hate to admit it but trevor produces the best part of our podcast hands down you know what would make this even better actually though if we had this worthless sound collection every episode and not just for preview episodes you know <laughs> Well, we gotta we gotta keep the people coming back for these preview episodes. No, I just want to see Trevor have to do more work, man. Bro, his long, beautiful hair would fall out. Unfortunately, so <laughs> I would hate for that to happen. But listen, thanks, Trevor, for putting that together. And it's just so worthless. And uh, I tell you what, it couldn't be it couldn't have a better namesake. Now it couldn't be named after a more worthless head coach than uh, Mike Norvell. So. Um, Honestly, Trevor isn't the first person, though, this week to take a dump on Norvell this week on this podcast. Um, like I said, Will Vandervoort, who was here on Wednesday, did the same thing. And he, uh, if you haven't listened to it, he talked about why, Clem or why Florida State didn't want to play Clemson, besides the fact that they were going to lose by 70 points. But Dude, um, I tell you what, I would hate to see we're like all trashing Florida State and everything and something serious actually comes out for the reason why the game wasn't played and we're all going to look like idiots. Especially Dabo. I'll, I'll take that chance. <laughs> we'll take the chance. All right, let's move to something that's decidedly less worthless. 
because I take you back. I said Trevor produced the best thing about this podcast. It's wrong. I do, and <laughs> Becky does. So, Becky, our other producer, is actually on standby right now because we're going to begin our game of Clemson in or Clemson out. Let's get started. Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clemson in or Clemson out. All right, let's go ahead with the first question. What is that, Becky? In or out, would you be excited for an all-ACC SEC college football playoff? Now, here's a question that I never thought I'd have to answer, to tell you the truth. When, I guess the best way to put it is, what's more 2020 brand than the fact that we could very easily have two ACC teams in the college football playoff, one of whom isn't really an ACC member. Of course, that's Notre Dame. And then two SEC teams, which isn't that unusual, but only having two conf- two conferences represented it, represented in the college football playoff. Of course, this would happen if Clemson, when, excuse me, I should say, Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship. And then also when Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship. <laughs> Uh, then it's likely that all four of those teams would make it to the college football playoff. And then what's even crazier would be that <laughs> uh, there's a chance that they would play each other again in the semif- semifinal games because Clemson would we don't probably... Want that, though. <laughs> no, I, uh, well, that's the crazy part about it because if Clemson beats Notre Dame and Florida beats Alabama, Alabama Alabama's first... And all those teams would have one loss, but based off recency, Clemson would probably be first. Alabama, you know, it depends on the score of the games, but Alabama would probably move down to third. Florida would move up to second and Notre Dame would be fourth. So (laughs) Clemson would play Notre Dame again and Alabama would play Florida again. Anyways, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but would you be excited for that? I think I would be, but honestly, I think with this question, when you were, uh, when Becky was asking us, my first thing, like my first thought was, I'd be more excited, and I would actually think it would happen before this ACC SEC playoff would just be an all SEC playoff. That's what I think. <laughs> like I would think that would happen more than this. Like have a bit better opportunity before this were to actually happen. But that was just my thinking. But yeah, I'd be totally excited for this. I mean, especially if it means Ohio State's not in the playoff. Yeah. But I think I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it, actually, because then it can actually prove, honestly, like, it'd be proving, like, what's the best conference out there right now, then? Although, that's actually kind of stupid, because ACC is still not the best conference. <laughs> well, I, if, I mean, just, the, the funny part, part is right that now. the second participant would be, again, a team that's probably not going to be in the ACC next year. So, well, what is uh, Notre Dame going to do next year? I mean, why wouldn't they uh, stay? Well, they're probably going to go back to doing what they were doing. It's going to be a pretty good conference to conference. They're just going to become no, part of the Mountain gonna West be next year. Independent. <laughs> <laughs> the Mountain West moron. Check right. out. See how amazing we are. We just dominated the Mountain West. All right. So you're Clemson on this. I'm going to be Clemson out. It's. I don't want to see the same games two weeks in a row, no matter how good they are. And of course, the 1-4 matchup has always been a mixed bag. These 
honestly, these semifinal games have sort of always been a mixed bag. Um, but I just don't want to see the same game twice in a row. And especially two teams, you know, or four teams that are all within two conferences. I, I, I sort of like having the, I don't know, the, the different nature of having four different teams from four different conferences play. Yeah, but, you'd love it. You'd love to see BYU in there. That'd be great. I would love you heard to it see here first. Bradley wants BYU to play Alabama. And listen, if they got in, I'd pick BYU to win it all. You heard that here first year, too. You want me to keep ratcheting it up? Okay, BYU would be Clemson. How, do, how about that? There you go. <laughs> no. no, of course not. So I'm going to be Clemson out. Uh, but listen, like you said, if it means that Ohio State isn't in the playoff, I'm all in, baby. All in. Well, so, i tell you what, though. Like, with this year, though, specifically, I would be... Well, any other year, I would probably say I'm Clemson out. I wouldn't want to see the ACC, SEC playoff. But this year, I think these legitimately, these four teams are probably the best teams in the country right now. Like, can you get, can you name another team that would deserve a chance that's not in the ACC or SEC right now? I mean, other than again, Ohio State, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think Ohio State is the other team though. That, but that's it though. They didn't look good against the best opponent that they played, though, in Indiana. No. And so they definitely have quite... Th- let's just say that they've opened the door for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And really, the Big Ten has because they were idiots at the beginning of the season. Didn't you know? Didn't do the whole COVID uh, situation as well as the ACC and SEC. But yeah, if Ohio State had come, out, come into this season and just stomped everyone, if they had crushed Indiana then there would be a better possibility, I think, of them making the playoff, even if they don't make the Big Ten Championship. But anyways, I, it'll all get played out here. We'll, we'll see it in a couple of weeks. We'll find out what happens. But I, honestly, as long as Clemson's in it, who the heck cares? Okay, let's just... It's true. We just want to see Clemson play, okay? All right, Becky, what's the next question you have for us? Next question. In or out, will Cornell Powell make it three games in a row with over 150 receiving yards? Now that is a good football question right there. Oh, very good question, Becky. <laughs> I tell you, what, I'm just straight off the bat. I am Clemson. Cornell Powell has easily become my favorite player on offense right now. This guy, whoo! You love just him. love that little swag move of pointing. Oh, he's out got the short swag, man. The defensive I, back. I I'm just wondering where it's been all season. Like this boy needs to come out and trash talk every single person out on that field. Even just walk up to the ref, man, and be like, "You could give me this call right now." Like, I just I want to see that attitude, man. Even the the chain guys, just give them the attitude a little bit. Tell them to move the chains along, you know. Just give it everything. That's what I want to see. Is that the so most of course bad thing you can do on the football field? Is you know, <laughs> get in the ref's face and mess with the chain gang? Oh. <laughs> well, Super baller, exactly. <laughs> Well, no, I, you said what I wanted you to say. You either said in, Clemson or out, and you said Clemson. So uh, I don't know, man. This this would be quite the feat. I don't. I think he would be the first uh, Clemson receiver to pull this off. And consider, considering that Clemson is DBU, that would be quite the accomplishment. This is honestly, this might be the best story of the season so far. Cornell Powell is playing himself into a starting role. And remember, at the beginning of the season, you were trash. Beginning of the season, yeah, we were yeah, all talking right, about were. how. Yeah. Okay, I'll take responsibility. It was me. It was me. He, you know, I said, listen, this guy's not 
a championship level wide receiver. He's not the guy that you want out there. And I guess I would stand by that in saying that I would prefer to have a healthy Joseph Mangata or a healthy Frank Latson. Well, Joseph Mangata, let's stick with that. And uh, maybe EJ Williams as well. well anyways, but I, I digress to say that I was wrong. Cornell Powell, you're the man, okay? You're the man. And I do, you know what? What the heck? Clemson, Cornell there Powell. There we go. There Cornell we go. Powell is going to have three straight games of 150 yards. That's right. He's going to have a, right. three straight games of 150 ru- or, uh, receiving yards without a doubt. I will That's not right. bet the podcast on this, though. I'll just say Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, and we'll go from there. All right, Becky, what's the last question you have for us? Next question. In or out, would you respect Michigan more if it used COVID as an excuse not to play Ohio State? <laughs> All right. I love this question. Oh, <laughs> First of all, I don't have a ton of respect for Clemson or for uh I do for Clemson for uh Michigan and the fighting hardballs uh because <laughs> not, there hasn't been much fighting going on yeah they've been great this year but listen anything to screw Ohio State over I am all for so what this would you know the point of this question is that Ohio State has two games left in the regular season they have to play in those two games in order to be eligible for the Big Ten Championship. And of course, if they don't make the Big Ten Championship, they're less likely to make the college football playoff, of course. Uh, Now, of course, the Big Ten is talking about maybe gonna be jockeying around with their their rules in order to allow Ohio State to make the championship game, even if they don't play six games. But let's just say that they don't. It would be what would be more hilarious than Jim Hardball sticking it to Ohio State. He's never beaten them, of course, and he may not have a job at Michigan at the end of the season. But what if his last move of his coaching career at Michigan was to say, hey, Ohio State, F you. We're not playing you uh, for COVID reasons, of course. And uh, we don't want to make light of if they actually are having COVID issues right now. Yeah, real that's ones. What, that's what I was going to say. That we should be made known that their game this week got canceled. I guess I believe it's Maryland. Yeah. So that's so never we want to sign. We want to be sensitive to that, of course. But let's say that they just continued to use that as an excuse not to play the Buckeyes. I would absolutely, one hundred percent, without a doubt, be Clemson. That I would respect Jim Harbaugh and Michigan even more for just sticking it to Ohio State. That would be, what would be more funny than that? No, there's probably not too much more funny than that. I have a tough, I have a tough one with this one because even if they do that, I don't have much respect for them just because I really don't care who they are. Come on, they're Michigan. No, I, I tell you what, I am glad that some of these teams that suck now, some of their fan base just annoys the heck out of me. And I'm, I'm glad to see like no more posts about game day oh it's game day yeah yeah with all these teams that now suck and it's amazing my feed is very quiet and i love it on saturday what was better than penn state and michigan though I think no that's... my goodness no no but i think this would be great actually because i mean you know hardball he's he's not even the coach of michigan anymore this dude's this dude's getting let go at the end of this year even if he wins if they were to even play ohio state and they win like this guy's gone Woo! there should be no reason why he Woo! should be kept i mean Hot. back the off amount, of damage this guy has done with his program and not won a single thing 
this dude, he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> wow. Go back to the NFL. Okay. You're telling me that if Michigan didn't, if Michigan beat Ohio State this year, he would get fired still? The dude's like one and he'll, that'll make him like one and four against them. You're a crazy man. He would absolutely keep his job. They would worship him at yeah. that point. Yeah, then they would suck still. Yeah, they would, but they he would still have a job. <laughs> no, there's no way. All right, so would you respect him more if he just backed out of the game and used an excuse not to play them or actually beat Ohio State outright? No, I'd respect him if he was the the front runner and the key speaking point of saying like, hey, we shouldn't play this game due to COVID or any other, like make up any excuse to say that. And then as soon as the press conference is over and the game gets canceled, he just says, oh, I'm actually fired. So <laughs> I would respect him for that then. And then quit. Yeah, All exactly. Right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I also will not bet my pod on our podcast on that either, but uh, that would be pretty funny. And uh, it would it would definitely be the best going out party I would have ever seen. So we'll see what happens. Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for Clemson or Clemson out. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about predictions here real quick. Let's wrap up the episode. One more thing I do want to mention, and there, I don't, there's... I don't know if there's a more natural place to mention this, but I want to say congrats to Coastal Carolina for being another team in South Carolina to have game day come to one of their games. Of course, uh, Clemson is the other team. South Carolina is not because they suck, but hard. And <laughs> Tell you uh, what, they've got the guts too, though, man. They're playing BYU this week. They, they scheduled that game quickly, and they're going for it. That's respect right. I, for that. I love there's it. someone who has my respect. Oh, all right. We found somebody. Finally. Put them in the playoff. <laughs> Beat BYU. You take BYU's spot. Then they play Alabama. That's right. I don't know who I would choose in there. I guess we'll find out on Saturday. That'll be a fun game, though. So, okay, this prediction, Virginia Tech, Clemson. I'm going to go with a score of 55 to 13, Clemson. And I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to score most of those points. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> Uh, but what, what do you have for this game? Well, my prediction is I'm hoping the score is this. I don't think it will actually be this, but I'm going 63-14. In fact, I would like to see them score 70 points just to make a statement, but I don't think they're going to even have a chance to do that. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games that it's going to be a blowout by halftime and the starters are coming out again. But I want the score to be 63-14. to So that's my prediction. That's right. what I'm hoping for. Isn't it crazy that a statement, quote-unquote, would be scoring... 60 points or 70 points instead of just 40 or 50. We're, of all college fans, we are truly blessed. Count your blessings this Christmas season, Clemson fans, while you buy Fanatics gear through the link in our show notes, of course. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to join us again on Monday. Carter, you'll be back with me on Monday, right? Oh, of course. I wouldn't miss it. We'll Aww. see if we have our podcast still. Yes, uh, I guess. Or if, if we lost if, it in a bet. If Clemson loses, we will not see you on Monday, but I'm almost 100% certain we will see you on Monday for that recap episode. <laughs> so, all right, enjoy your weekend. Until then, be good out there. Good bamboo. Be all in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review.